Hello everybody, welcome, welcome to my podcast. I'm Ali and I talk and I write about ME chronic fatigue syndrome here and on my blog, living an everyday kind of life. And today I'm going to be, the title of today is How Learning to Not Do Things Straight Away Helped My ME Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. This is the audio version. If you want to see the blog, uh, the written version, head over to my blog. So I grew up believing that if I thought of something I wanted or needed to do, I should do it straight away, right now. It kind of sounds good at first glance, doesn't it? But if I didn't do something straight away, then the guilt, the self-criticism, the fear, the shame kicked in. You should have done that by now. You can't, you're not up to much if you can't even do that straight away. Everyone else does things as soon as they think of them, but look at you, you're just a failure. And on and on, all these painful thoughts running round inside of my head, making me feel helpless and powerless. And it wasn't until I read a book by Mind, Body, Spirit author Sonia Choquette that I even kind of realised that there could be another way. In the book, Sonia talks about how she wanted to write her first book, but it just wasn't happening. At last, she got a moment to sit down and reflect on what was going on. When she did that, she realised it wasn't that she was bad or uncommitted or anything like that. It was that it just wasn't the right time. It just wasn't the right time. This was a new concept for me. I was brought up to push and push to make things happen. And if I didn't push, I was a failure. And here somebody was saying, it doesn't have to be like that. It's as if it gave me a leap from where I was in my thinking to a different way of thinking. She was saying it's not a matter of willpower, but of choosing the right time. Choosing the right time. How much better that concept felt. Fear and guilt replaced with self-compassion. Shame replaced with a knowing that if I don't do something, there's always a good reason for that. Fatigue, feeling too ill, needing a break, feeling too too low, just not feeling like it. However much the critical shaming voice was shouting in my head otherwise. If we try to fight that reason, the results often detrimental. It's not just physical, but a feeling of not listening to ourselves and what we need. A small thing, isn't it? Sounds like it. But learning to listen to myself was one of the key lessons on my ME chronic fatigue syndrome journey. And it's not just me, something that many of the people on Raylan Agle's recovery interviews on YouTube mentioned too. And this is really one of the things that's so confusing about learning to live well with ME chronic fatigue syndrome, in that it is a physical illness, but managing it involves us looking not not only at how we can look after ourselves physically better, but how we can look after our whole body, mind included. Because how we experience each day is a combination of physical, mental and emotional well-being. So today I'm going to be talking, telling you about my story, about this one aspect of my ME chronic fatigue syndrome. It helped me 
learning to put off things till tomorrow, not do them straight away, helped me to feel physically better, but emotionally and mentally better too. And I just hope that there's something in here that will inspire and encourage you to also start on your own journey around this. So I actually read Sonia's journey before there were any signs of me getting ME chronic fatigue syndrome. And even with a kind of a normal life, these, these concepts, her concepts of it's not the right time, choosing the right time, felt good. But it became more and more important as I became less and less able because of ME chronic fatigue syndrome to do things straight away. See, the problem was that even though I was physically exhausted, chronically debilitating to fatigue, the voice in my head just kept on going. It still thought I ought to do things straight away. It didn't see any reason to delay things. It couldn't see that I was chronically ill or didn't accept it. It didn't see that my fatigue and symptoms varied. And it didn't see that sometimes I was more capable of doing things than others, that waiting, that delaying happened. I mean, how crazy is that? Even as I struggled, part of me was shouting at myself to do more. It's only now, looking back, I can see that my concept of being a good, kind person was wrapped up in how much I did. So slowly, I started to reflect, to look inside, to say new, more helpful phrases to myself. One of my favourites was, leave until tomorrow what you can do today. Slowly, I saw that being a good, kind person, this is a strong self-concept for me, or was, it wasn't dependent on how much I achieved in a day. I wasn't selfish if I didn't respond to somebody's request straight away. I wasn't a bad person if I said, I can't do that. Can you do it? This was a step-by-step -step process. It didn't happen straight away, but gradually I managed to start putting my health first, at least some of the time. And it made a difference in my everyday life doing the washing, tidying up. But I kind of felt the story is bigger than that, this idea of what's the right time. Gradually as I worked on my self-esteem, this was kind of running in parallel to my ME chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, but it's a key part of my ME chronic fatigue syndrome story. As I started becoming more aware, I became aware of the stress, tension and conflict I felt whenever I heard something that I thought might help my chronic fatigue syndrome. See, part of me was saying, you need to do this now or you'll never do it. You need to do this now, this new programme, this new technique, otherwise you're worthless. But another part was whispering. There's no rush. You can hang about until it feels a better time. Whether you do it now or later, you are enough. As I learned to listen, to hear the quieter voice, reassure myself I was making the right decision, I felt that bit better, that bit less stressed. And it wasn't easy. Many times I felt that stronger voice drive me. But I learned that if I handled the criticism right at the beginning, even just by a little bit, I kept my confidence. And when I was ready, I was able to 
easily add in my, my new ME chronic fatigue syndrome tool. I didn't procrastinate. I didn't show myself up. People didn't criticise me. And if they did, they weren't the people I wanted to listen to. All the fear and doubt that part of you need to do it now were either imaginable or manageable. So when my health deteriorated, my ME chronic fatigue syndrome health deteriorated because of a major relapse, um, because I wasn't putting my health first, this approach it kind of became even more critical as the tension and stress my body was under multiplied. The deterioration in my health had kind of initiated a return to me looking for help. But what to do with the ideas gathered? I was gathering so many. Put them all in place at once? The thought of how stressful that would be freaked me out. I felt that the stress generated would counteract any benefit from the new idea. Instead, I added a question to my weekly review sheet question to ask myself when I was in relaxed state as possible. Am I ready to add anything else in? I'm going to be doing a bit more about the weekly review sheet in a future podcast and blog post. I couldn't express it at the time, but I knew it was more important I managed my stress levels as well as I could and that I introduced something new, however powerful and transformative it might be. I needed to get the timing right. Now, now a few years on, I understand more about the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, the MECFS. And I can see how this helped me. I've written a blog post, there's no audio yet, called a messed up flight, fight, flight, freeze response, if you'd like to see more about what I'm talking about. By delaying the start of new activities, I was moving towards my parasympathetic nervous system being switched on the healing system. And recovery has more of a chance to happen when you're in that state. I mean, it can sound really easy when I talk about it and it wasn't. I mean, the desperation to feel some improvement was so great. It felt nearly impossible to take things slowly, carefully. But what I tried to do was to express that frustration and that I could relax back into knowing that delaying was often, often the right thing. I mean, to a healthy person, what I'm talking about here could sound so, so minor, really. But when you've got any chronic fatigue syndrome, these subtleties that I'm talking about here, I believe can make the difference between improving and stalling between success and failure. It might be that for you, reading a meme or a phrase in a book or online may be enough to give you the confidence to do you, to do this yourself. But sometimes we need more than that to shift quite deeply embedded thoughts and beliefs. And so I'm going to talk about some steps that I've used time and time again to help me on things like this. If you, this is the first time you've ever done anything like this, just look after yourself as well as you can. Make yourself sure you're in a comfortable and safe place. It can be remarkably uncomfortable, but extremely valuable to look inside yourself to take care. 
so the steps I'm going to suggest are release the stress that you're feeling at the moment. Ask yourself, what, I, what am I saying to myself? Shift your thoughts and then observe how you feel your new actions and thoughts. So let's dive in. Relieve the stress that you're feeling right now. So when we want to look at something that's stressful, if we can remove any stress, as much stress around it as possible, it just, your brain thinks better when it's not under stress. I use meditation, I use tapping or EFT, and I use Eden Energy Medicine, but whatever suits you, may certainly, in fact, just the very simple one of sitting down with a cup of tea can also do wonders for me as well. If you ever feel that the stress and the tension is getting too much, come back to this stage. Whenever you're looking at something like this, you don't want to get too far over the, the kind of the uncomfortable edge because you want to be uh, you're gonna learn better <laughs> in a safe place okay don't think I explained that well but I hope you get the gist so what are you saying to yourself try filling in this sentence if I don't do xxx now if I don't wash the dishes now whatever it is this means I am so I kind of shift a lot of the thoughts these days, but let me <laughs> go back to what I have thought about in the past. Oh, so all the kind of things that would come up, worry and shame about what will people think of me if I don't do it straight away. This, if I don't do such and such now, this means I'm lazy, I've got no willpower, I don't have it together, I'm stupid to not respond quickly, I won't be a good daughter or, or, or wife or husband or whatever. Worry that I miss my chance, how stupid can you be? And something about pressure to be recovered as soon as possible. I've got to recover now. So this step, step two, is all about just starting to pick out what can be in the back of our mind and bring it to the forefront of our mind because that's where transformation can take place. It's where you can make a difference to yourself. Step three, you need to shift those thoughts. The way I use a lot, not all the time, but I use a lot, is by was developed by somebody called Brian Katie, and it's called The Works. And in it, she asks, is that fundamentally true? Um, that's the very first question. If I don't do the dishes now, I am bad. And you ask yourself, if is that fundamentally true? The first time I tried something like this, I did it on a training course. It wasn't the works. It was a different one. And the facilitator, it took me 20 minutes to answer, yes, uh, no, it's not fundamentally true. So it's quite a tricky one. You might want to have a look at, at Brian Katie's books and things like this. Other things that help me shift my my thoughts are uh, tapping an EFT. Have a look on YouTube for things by Brad Yates and the tapping solution they they tend to be good quality they they let you they take your time because you need to repeat some statements and they give you time to do that also in the blog post i do i do a link to a tapping meditation called i don't need fixing which is brilliant for when you feel that you need to recover now counseling's helped me incredible amount because it's it's made me value myself more 
uh, made me love myself more and it's given me the strength to question those beliefs. And the fourth thing that's helped me is reflecting on key phrases in books. Uh, there's something powerful about a phrase that you see written down. It's as if that phrase has got authority when it's a published document. And you can use that if you're like me, if your thoughts and beliefs that you're brought up with are very different from where you want to be. A, I read a lot of mind, body, spirit books in my 20s and 30s. And sometimes I just ponder a particular phrase. final stage is observe and this is about starting to notice is it helping you thinking a little bit differently because we can easily kind of dismiss it we have, a lot of us have many blind, blind spots i often feel relief when i've worked through uh, brian katie's the work um so that's the process you may find next time that you just need to do one or two steps or you may find that it's a really juicy at a difficult belief that you're saying to yourself and you need to do all the steps i just remind you of those four steps again relieve the stress that you're feeling at the moment ask yourself what am i saying to myself shift your thoughts observe how you feel with your new actions and thoughts so learning to not do something straight away but if it's something relatively small such as putting your dish away and she's not about learning to not do something straight away. It's about learning to not do it and feel that that's the right thing. So having a feeling of peace about it. it to me, it was a key skill in living well with ME chronic fatigue syndrome. As soon as I kind of managed things like that, I could relax a little. It's only one of many, many key skills. <laughs> so it's not going to be a dramatic turnaround, but it's just going to make your life that bit better. It's not something that happens overnight. So be as kind as yourself as you can manage when you forget to do it or when you don't do it or when it doesn't work. I hope this has helped your ME chronic fatigue syndrome journey. I hope it's just one little piece in the journey. Warm wishes to you all.